You want more? It's 184. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. Good morning, everybody. Nope, it's afternoon now. Okay, good afternoon. <laughs> Well, it depends on where you are. Took We're over, right at noon right now. Took over 30 minutes to get this thing wrangled up today. It's at noon 30. Like so herding cats in here. Noon for o'clock. some of our audience, it's going to be before noon and some it's after. So let's be honest. Most of our audience is coming from the east. So happy day. Uh, Scorcher out there today. Nice, warm, sunny day. No wind. Not much wind, which uh, let's be honest. Our weather's been shit. The spring. It's been shit. Is it's it been, spring? It still is spring. It feels Let's like. Let's talk about it. No, it's not. That that ended yesterday. Oh. Summer. Summer solstice is on the Today's 21st. The 22nd. Here now. Shorter days now. Damn it. Oh, I didn't think about that part, you Debbie Donner. Get off your phone. God, what are you, my yeah. kid? Trying to get a car. It's a podcast. Trying yeah, to get a car for the next weekend. I'm not looking weekend. for cars. <laughs> so uh, we're really close to leaving for Teximus. Uh, kid? What are we, Thursday, Friday, Sunday? We leave Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We get on a plane to Toronto, and -hmm. we spend the night in Toronto. Have you booked those hotel rooms, by the way? Nope. Yeah. Let's worry about the hotel rooms first. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like a place to sleep. You can sleep in the terminal if it all goes sideways, but we can't walk two hours. Mm, It might be more walking than that. (laughs) It Uh, would be more than two hours. Hotel rooms. Yeah. Uh, So Texas happens on... Sunday for the steel versus steel event no. down in steel sharpens for sure not versus steel sharpens steel. This, this is, is a guy cooperative. You know event. what? I like to cut through marketing bullshit. This is steel versus steel. Everybody's going to form an opinion about which one they like best while they're down there. So <laughs> we can try to pretend uh, this. Shane's staying home. He's going to get real sick before we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Steel sharpens steel. Um, so that's coming up. But Bryce, you mentioned that you didn't want to talk about that. You had some statements. Yeah. Which I don't I, even know I'm what that means. Gonna, okay. Like, so here's a statement and you guys can tell me if you uh, agree with it or not. Uh, waffles are better than pancakes. Agreed. 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 Oh, wow. Really? Everybody likes waffles better than pancakes. Agreed. Pancakes. What do you like about? Are only really, really good when they're super crispy and fluffy. You know where the best pancakes actually exist? Where? Is in hotels. <laughs> Even with the those, ones that like sit out. No, 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 no. <laughs> the ones that have the machines, the batter machines. Oh. And you like, wait, those are waffles. <laughs> those are waffle <laughs> machines. I take it back. <laughs> okay. But sometimes they have pancake machines too. But those are always good because they're like, they're 50% oil. Right. And so they come out super crispy and super fluffy and they're amazing. Yeah. But you, I agree. you can only eat so many before you have to like not oh, eat for a month. Waffles are the best. Waffles for sure. Uh, a thumb should be counted as a finger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course it should. Okay. Man, you guys are just like I, too agreeable. You know what? People who say like, you only have eight fingers and two thumbs, those people deserve a punch in the beak. So until yeah. you cut one off and then, they, then it, right. and it turns out you lost a finger. No, you lost a thumb. It's, yeah. still, <laughs> it's still a finger. It's just on the other side of your hand. It's over here. It's opposable. It's a po- It's an opposable finger. That's why they, yeah, right? They don't have to call it an opposable <laughs> thumb because you only have one thumb. You don't right. have to like exactly. give it an adjective. It's just your thumb. Mm-hmm. It is where it is. Okay, here's another one. A bar of soap cannot be dirty. Not true. Absolutely not true. <laughs> a bar of soap can be very dirty. Oh, it can be dirty. Yes, yeah. it can. Of course it can. Have you ever dropped it in the in the dirt? Yeah, but 
Is it dirty then? Yep. But it just washes off. Not until you wash it off. Oh, okay. Is soap antibacterial? Isn't it? I don't know. Is it? I, I don't, don't think know. it is. I don't, I don't think most most soaps are is. not antibacterial. Yeah, like stuff soap in hospitals are. But when I don't was think the last most- time you used a bar of soap? Only in hotels when they have that and no body wash. That's true. Like I'm not a bar of soap guy at all. You don't like bars of soap. You know what comes across my I feed? I have a question about bars of soap. Okay. So do you rub the bar of soap on yourself or do you yep. lather oh, yeah. your hands nope. and then no, do you the rub soap? it on yourself? Yeah. yeah. You put it where you put it where people don't want to know it's going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. And that's why it's dirty. That's why it's <laughs> right? dirty. I don't care that it does the cleaning. It doesn't mean that it's clean. It actually mm. means it's taking the dirty off you and putting it on itself. Yeah, but then it's dirty strange. with your. So what dirty. is clean? <laughs> Listen, if there's a hair on the soap, it's dirty. I don't care scientifically how much shit is growing on it. If there's a hair on it, it's it's gross. It's dirty. It's, it's garbage. Dirty. It's garbage. garbage. And there's always a hair on it. That's the problem. Can't get them off. It's actually. Like, okay. Here's here's a good. I, I I like this one. Mayonnaise is the most versatile condiment. You can put it on anything. Boy, I would have thought ketchup would have been. Only because you're Canadian. <laughs> I think I would agree with that. Oh, what about ranch? Ranch. Ranch dressing. But what's the base you... of ranch? Mayonnaise? Nah. I don't think so. I think it's just powdered oil. <laughs> oil. Yeah. I don't know. What is ranch flavor? That's a weird question. <laughs> I don't know what that, like, how do you describe what, but how do you describe what mayonnaise tastes well, like? Well, mayonnaise tastes like or salt ketchup. and oil and ketchup's like does sweet not tomatoes. Taste like um, yeah, mayonnaise is pretty versatile because you can put that shit on anything. <gasps> you can't well, Frank's that. Red's Hot got, must be the most versatile. We got to five minutes, so you're fine. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, uh, was that it? I, I mean, uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Deck Protect John Witt says meet up in Toronto. Uh, sure. If you find, if Wade would book us hotel rooms, we <laughs> could let you know where we'll be when we get there. It's going to be right by the airport. I can tell by you By the airport. And I think we are meeting up with, uh, well, Gord Jason and Meyer and Gord Woodbully and Mike, Mike from Simcoe. Yeah. We, I think he's coming Michael in Scott. early too. We have that to night. So early, don't we? Yeah. Feel free to swing by. So we leave here at like two in the afternoon on Sunday. Yeah. And then we would fly out of Toronto 7 a.m. Oh, yeah. So if we leave here Sunday. at 2, we're in Toronto by 5 our time, which is 7 their time. Yeah. So we're there for the we're, evening. We, have so. some, we could do some drinks and appies and drinks in the evening Yeah, yeah. near the airport. Yeah. Well, I heard we have to be at the Toronto airport insanely early. Uh, you know what? We're actually... 2 a.m., yeah. So we're flying on a... Might as well just stay up. Different. <laughs> we're flying on American Airlines going down. Oh, okay. Because Air Canada... In and out of Toronto is like a zoo. Brutal. Why? So they said American oh. Airlines is better. Okay. So that's what we're taking. So only four hours before. John says Yorkdale Holiday Inn. Sure. Book there it. Uh, I'll text you my card. Uh, number. Book it. <laughs> we'll be, just flash it live <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> just quick. <laughs> yeah. Screen record this now. Okay. Okay. Let's get to our topic. No more statements. Hit it. Oh, you want me to hit God the button? Damn it. I didn't know you wanted me to hit For the button. For how long button. have we been doing the button? How long? We all agreed the button added so much to the, <laughs> to the podcast. Kinda, it's like yeah? When, it's <laughs> like when I go out and hook up the trailer or go to drive the trailer and it's all hooked up wrong. And it's just like... <laughs> yeah, it's exactly like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> how, are, yeah. how is this not hooked up properly? Yeah. Don't we do this don't, How about just day, don't do it if Never you're not going to do it right? 
yeah. mm. false sense of safety. Then I decided I wasn't I was, going to do it. <laughs> then I decided I was going to have a, a trailer hookup tutorial one of these days. and oh, yeah. like Bring everybody to the yard to be like, listen, here's a refresher because only three weeks ago you learned how to do this. So yep. anyways. What uh, are we talking about today? Today we're talking about <laughs> pricing. This is a topic that oh. like is always very hush-hush. And it's one of the most common questions that inexperienced contractors ask other contractors is how do you price this job? What do you do for this price? How much does a deck cost? Hmm. Yeah, how that much too. does a deck cost? So we we tried to we were gonna narrow this down and kind of like choose a specific topic and itemize it, whatever else, but we decided, you know what, let's just have a general conversation about pricing. And so we're just we came up with what is it, eight questions slash topics that we're just gonna like talk about. Let's talk. So don't assume that we're smart on this stuff. This is just opinionated. That is all we do give legally is opinions. Legally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the first one, Wade, that always comes up is line item pricing versus an all-in price. So some guys, pretty yeah. rare, will break their estimates right down to the bits and pieces. And I would say most others, or a lot of the others, just give you a flat price, all-in materials and labor and profit and everything is in one number. Your deck is going to cost 20000 Yep. How do you... Where do you think the, is it that, does it have to be that black and white or is there a middle ground? And how do you feel about both? Um, uh, of course there's a middle ground. I think everybody should price it however they want to sell the jobs. So I think that some level of transparency goes a long ways with your customers. And yeah, so I would agree with that. I would say you should probably break out kind of what your material costs are and what your labor cost is. Okay. And then not like, you don't have to say this many two by eights and this many deck boards, but you should say, this is what I'm using for materials on your deck. And this is what I'm going to pay myself for building your deck. Right. Okay. And so you could do the two. I think that's probably far enough when you're a contractor to homeowner. Yeah. That's probably far enough. There is a, this comes up all the time, especially in the Facebook groups out there. And there's, I would almost say a semi-viral response to customers mm. who want a breakdown. Visceral, and, even. Yeah. Like they're angry about it. Well, yeah, I don't know. You throw me off what I was trying to say now, but. Sorry. They, so, you told me the story earlier. So customer, so contractor gives price and it's like, it's $20,000 for the deck. And I've seen this a few times now where it's like, they'll, they'll screenshot their messages and send it back. And the customer's like, can you give us a price breakdown? And they're like, sure. Deck, 20000 Not doing your deck, $0. There's your breakdown. <laughs> Whoa. Like, and it's like, it's just that <laughs> back. It's like, uh, yeah, your breakdown is I can do it or I, or I won't. Your call. <laughs> so I don't know wow. if that's the right approach. but Yeah, I would do it different than that. So the way I used to do it, which I felt was like a good kind of medium ground was... Which is probably why you did it that way. Right. <laughs> just a floater in the center. <laughs> I just felt... I feel like giving an all-in price can be... Um, can give customers concerns... Like when they don't, yes. you haven't helped them to understand what's in that, that lump sum. Mm. Um, but I also certainly understand the contractor's perspective of not wanting to break it down to uh, line item pricing because there's only bad that can come from that, from, <laughs> from right. the customer's perspective. If they're yes. asking for that, it's because they want, they're trying to nickel and dime you somehow. Yeah, they got to figure out every where... little detail and like, oh, you only use 17 two by eights, not the 18 you had on there. So I want my, dis yeah. like, there's certainly a lot of like, 
unfavorable conversations that can come from doing that. So the way I used to do it, and this is not right or wrong, this is just where I found was like a nice soft spot where I never got pushback, but I also didn't have to give such clarity that it was going to cause issues, Mm -hmm. was to break it down kind of Mm -hmm. almost by stage. It was like framing materials, framing install, decking materials, decking install, railing materials, railing install, pile materials, pile install. And so they got to see like, okay, now I understand that if I want to save a little bit of money on this job, that I can see that changing my decking will have an impact on that right. because that's that's where the that's number five changes. grand of the twenty or whatever, right? Yeah. So if I choose a deck and it's half as much, I can understand that I'm going to save two or three thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, but it didn't give. It wasn't telling them how many boards I was bringing out or whatever, right? Because mm. the problem with that too is a lot of contractors will add extra to have on hand so they don't run a board short if they cut yes. one or whatever, and they'll return it at the end, and then the customer thinks, oh. well, I paid for those. It's like, no, no, I paid for them. I added them extra on top of what I actually needed. You don't get the money back for those. Yep. Those were never intended to stay here. Yeah. Those were intended to save you the hundred dollars in the trip that I was going to have to make and then right. charge you for an extra travel. Exactly. Right. An extra hour or whatever. Yeah. So, um, how would you respond? So let's say you're a contractor who does give a lump sum. Yeah. It's $20,000 and the customer says, can you provide a breakdown? At what stage of the like sales process are we talking about? Cause like, I think that's important. Well, this is obviously Early. delivering the is quote. Is this quoting? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Delivering the quote. Okay. Here's how much it's going to be for me to do your job before they've committed. Before they've committed. Yeah. I, like I would Can like, you give me a breakdown? Yeah. I wouldn't break it down any more than labor and materials. I, I don't even, I don't know. I that's don't even know I if do. you go that far. I'd like, yeah. Labor and materials. I think that's it. That's where you go. On the quoting stage. Yeah. If you deliver a quote that is one number, yep. then I would break that down to two numbers. That's it. That's as far as I would go. Okay. And if they're like further, I'd be like, not my customer. Sorry. Yeah. This isn't going to work for us. Mm-hmm. That's okay. They are already not comfortable with the contractor. Otherwise they would have just purchased it. Right. Yeah. They would have, if they, like they obviously don't, whether have concerns or don't trust you or something like something's off already. I feel like, so this mm-hmm. is certainly not all inclusive, but I feel like an awful lot of the time, the reason this comes up is because the contractor hasn't appropriately defined the scope of work. Right. Mm-hmm. They haven't explained what's happening and the customer has questions. Yeah. So sometimes they're not trying to nickel and dime you. They're just be like, What's in this? What's in the 20 grand? Did yeah. you remember the skirting that we requested? Are, yeah. we do, are we getting the gravel underneath the deck for, and the landscape fabric? Is that part of that? You, you talked to it. Like if you haven't, pro, I, I think if you gave them at least an itemized list of the scope of work and then it costs this much, you'd likely avoid a lot of that in the first mm-hmm. place. Like they understand what they're getting now at least. Yep. Right. But, and some guys are really good at doing that and others are probably awful at doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think my, like, I'm always torn in this because I think the attitude of like, it's this much to build it or else it's this, it's zero to so not I, build it. I think that's a little bit terse and yeah, like you're not going to, I don't agree with that. You're being a little abrasive and it's just not going to help the mm. cause of the situation. If you try to understand the, why are they asking for the breakdown or whatever? Yep. I mean, if there's other red flags, where this guy's been trying to nickel dime me the whole way through. And then the last thing he does is be like, I want this broken down. Sure. <laughs> Peace out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things piling up here. But if it's been generally a good experience with this client and they're just trying to understand the scope a little bit better, then I think you at least need to come back and give them like, here's what's included in it. I think that's obvious. Here's what's included in that price. You don't have to say that. I guess I assumed that that 40, was already written down. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to be. We're ordering 47 
Trex Foggy Wharf boards and the cost of those is whatever. Yeah. Right. 1400. I assumed that the scope would be written down in the lump sum number. Yeah. Do you think, do you think it's like, um, appropriate to give, to give clients perspective, prospective clients, just the lump sum first. Yes. Then if they ask for questions, you still, you can break it down further. Yes. Cause then it feels like they're a little more qualified. That's right. I I think you can do that if you're qualifying a customer. Right. I think that should be done. Like you can ballpark a number before to qualify them before you put the effort of delivering a full scale Mm -hmm. quote. I don't think it's a bad idea to give people a ballpark. The tricky thing with that is you have to have the right communications that they understand that this is not in no way. Can you hold me this number? I'm telling you, it's going to be about 50 grand. If this comes back at 58, don't Mm -hmm. be like, well, you said 50. No, no. I gave you a, rough numbers so that yeah. you could start to digest a little bit. And now here's the actual get ready the number, right? <laughs> if it was 42, I wouldn't be going, but I said 50 though. So yeah. it's 50, yeah. <laughs> right? Like it goes both ways. Right. Um, how would you respond to a customer who wants a lower quote? So you've done your, all your homework, you've delivered the quote, the quote is $25,000 and the customer comes back and says, boy, that's a little bit above our budget. Could you do it for 20? Yeah, I would just remove things. I would, you know, I would identify things that you could remove to get the price down to what their budget is. I wouldn't do it for less. I've, I valued my work at a certain price and that's how we arrived at this number. Yeah. If you want it for less, it's not like you don't negotiate your wage when you go to work. That's my phone. Okay. (laughs) I was like, who's buzzing? I had a phone call. Not anymore. Great. Why don't you answer it and let the world hear? Um, your prescription's ready for your crotch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, anyways, I would just, they don't have to negotiate their wage mm-hmm. when they go to work. And so, maybe imagine they, if you did every day. Yeah, every day you went to work. You had to be like, <laughs> so first thing you just pop by your manager's office and be like, okay, today, today you're working for 20. Mm, no. I'm feeling more. <laughs> Or like it's a twenty-two dollar day, sir. Mm-mm-mm. Nope. Mm-hmm. So. so that's the equivalent of what you've asked that person to do, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I would say you just identify it. some things that can change. It's like, sure. okay, well, your budget is a little bit less. Maybe we don't do the skirting right now. That removes a little bit of material. It removes some labor. You yep. know. Yep. How about just cheaper deck boards? Like, how much did we miss the budget by? Are we missing the budget by thousands or hundreds? If it's hundreds. We can make some simple changes to the shape or to the material and you could be there, right? Or to your credit card limit. Right. <laughs> there is also that where it's like, just pay for it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would not disagree with that. I think it's, you help them, you help them try to find the number that works for them. And if they're just grinding, you'd be like, no, no, I want the same thing. I just want you to do it for less. Like, right. That's a that's showstopper right there. Away. Yeah. That's a red flag to me right there. So, but there's no problem in being like, hey, if you need to get to 20, we can do that. Here's yeah. what I would suggest. I would suggest moving your board from the Trex Transcend Island Mist to Trex Foggy Wharf. That's going to save you three grand. Over. And then you wanted to do fancy mitered stairs. We're going to do them this way. That's going to save you another 800 bucks. And then you wanted to, you wanted to do cable rail. Let's go to a picket rail. There we go. We're at 20. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, I don't want to give up all those things. <laughs> No okay. more wraparound stairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That's huge. Lots of people do big cascading stairs yeah. on the deck. It's like, how do you feel about it if it's, uh, I, f- I feel like this scenario is extremely rare, the actual thing. But let's say you are quoting an, uh, against a competitor 
The competitor gave their quote. You gave your quote. They're like, we really want to work with you, but the other guy was lower. So could you do it for the price he's doing it? And let's just pretend, this would never happen. Let's pretend <laughs> the scope of work was exactly the same. All the same material, all the same details. Everything was the same. <laughs> it was just like, that guy was clearly just willing to work for less. Do you entertain that? I guess it would depend how far apart we were. You know what I mean? Like if it's 15%, no. But if it's 2% and I really want to do the job, maybe. Maybe. I think, yeah, I think this this completely comes down to where you are in your business. Yeah. If you're established and you're busy and you're confident and you're whatever, then I think the answer is no, we know our numbers. This is the number we have to be at to run our business. Yeah. We're not out here like driving Maseratis. We are making a wage for ourselves and earning a profit for our company. And it's not absurd. And by me doing it for less than this, something gives and it's only a loss for me. Like either I lose all my profit or I, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I mean. If If it was, if it was close. Yeah. Like if the numbers were close and you had a good, like there's so many factors in that, but if you got a good vibe with the customer, right. And you've like, you've done the quote and it's going to be a nice job. And you, you can tell that there's not a lot of red flags. They haven't been grinding you on price. They've just like, give us this, give us this. And you deliver the quote and they're like, okay, like you're really good to work with. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed our conversations, but this other guy is just slightly less and be like, if it was just slightly, then I probably would. If it was a lot, I probably wouldn't. The other angle is that if it's just slightly less, why can't they just pay slightly more? Walk up and pay more for the guy that they had the better experience with so far. That's and right. And value them a little bit more, right? Yep. Yep. You were better in all aspects, but I want to pay yep. less. It's like, well. How do you tell the customer that though? Like, what do you, what do you, you just say, say to that? Them? That's you a tough conversation. That. Yeah. Yeah. The reason you like me more is because I've invested in myself and my business more and I take it more professionally. And that means I have a little bit of, a, a, you know, additional cost than the other guy did. Yeah, you got showed up in grungy, uh, grungy crap clothes. I invest in like proper branded professional attire that costs me a little bit more to, mm-hmm. to dress that way. I have a sales estimator that's hired to come out and talk to you. You had the guy who's kind of like building a deck as well, but I have an extra guy in payroll to make sure that they show up on time and have time for you and know they're, you know, they're not doing wearing 16 different hats. Like mm-hmm. there's all those kinds of things in the background too. So that's, yeah. But that's I would the, think if you had an estimator, you're probably not just slightly different price. Yeah, maybe I not. I would think right? you're probably significantly yeah. different at that point. Could be. Yeah. But anyways. Um, what's the, 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 I've seen this question hard. popping around on some that's social media. Fun. I can't remember what it is. It's a guy on TikTok, I think. And I'm not even sure that it's decking specific, but his thing is, and I'm not even sure I understand exactly why he says it, but he's like, when you get a pushback on a customer who wants you to do it for less, the first thing you should ask them is, if I do this job for less, will you trust me more? Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's a catch for them because they will never say, no, I won't trust you more. Or they won't. Or like yes, they, they don't feel right. confident that in answering that question, either way, it's like right. a catch for them. It's like, yes, I trust you more if you do for less. Well, why? Why would that make you trust me more? Yeah, because I'm working for less. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, I wouldn't trust you anymore. Well, then, then what is what is the point of this? Then, like, yep. so I'm not sure exactly how that's supposed to play out, but he's convinced that that's one showstopper questions where it's like you can curb that request in its tracks. Maybe it's just a shift of power back to you or it's like so, puts yeah. them off the rocker and yep. they become less confident in asking for it. Yep. I don't know. But anyway, um, how do you deal with sticker shock? Because that's a real, that was a real thing years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's only, only getting worse. More <laughs> expensive. So what's the best way to go about the fact that most people when delivered an estimate are going to go, holy shit, 
I don't know if you've qualified them properly. Maybe you don't. Maybe they're not as sticker shocked, right? So like we were talking just moments ago. Moments ago. About uh, pre-qualifying your customer. Yep. So if if and they've it, called and said, I want a deck and you're like, okay, how big? And they're like, you know, 24 by 12 or 24 by 16 or whatever it is. And you're like, well, that's 35,000. Yep. They're like, holy smokes. Like, yep. So right. anyways, when that number starts to fit right with you, <laughs> right. come see me and when, we can actually dive into this a bit more. Yeah. When that's your budget. Yeah, maybe it isn't. You and that's be okay. ready. The other yeah. thing you can do is you can possibly be prepared for sticker shock because a lot of people are and you can have financing options available. Mm-hmm. And you can deliver that big number in small monthly increments. Yeah. Which helps probably. Yeah, for sure the sticker shock sticker shock comes from the fact that they aren't educated enough to understand what to expect. Right. They don't they just don't know. They're coming in for a deck and it's they don't know if it should be 5,000 or 15,000 or 30,000. They really have no reference point because they've never done any sort of building before mm-hmm. at all. They mm-hmm. just know it's going to be thousands. So in their head they you know, yep. they Maybe they think like, well, it could be five. And then it's like, then it's 28. And they're like, oh my God. So right. I think probably the, one of the biggest thing to do is like, is to give them that ballpark budget up front so that they can have some time to digest that and be like, okay. And if they feel the need to, they can maybe check other sources and be like, holy smokes, I guess this is what this kind of goes for now. And that way when you deliver it, you don't lose them right away. Because if the first number they see is your quote, yeah. it might be over at that point. They just disappear. And people are funny, right? They they won't, not they won't, but typically they're not going to come back. If you deliver a quote and it scares them and they're like, often they'll just be like kind of too proud to come back. You won't get a second chance. Sometimes yeah. you don't, right? And so we've, we've talked about this in the story and you try and like soften the blow a little bit and let people know what's kind of coming. And it was like, and then you deliver the quote and then follow up a little bit after and be like, all right, well, I had said this and what actually happened was this. And so where are we at? Are we close? Are we not? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And probably by, you know, breaking things down a little bit at least and giving a proper complete scope of work can help with this too. Cause then yeah. it's like, holy shit, 28. And then as they get into it, it's like, okay, well, I, yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, the decking is 14. So like what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. Well, yeah. maybe we should tweak that a bit. We can go with something a little bit cheaper or whatever. Yeah. And if you have it broken down properly, I guess it gives them a starting point to come back to you, right? Yeah. You're like, ugh, mm-hmm. this is a lot. Yeah. How can we make this cheaper? How can we change? Because we'll be honest, we thought five, our budget was 15, you said 28, so we're now at 20. <laughs> right? And it was like, yeah. we're, we've upped ours, we need you to change yours. No problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that they might have unrealistic expectations is because of these silly little project calculators that are showing up on a lot of the manufacturers' websites. So you can go to Trex or different manufacturers' websites and it's like, how much should my project cost? Punch in your square feet. Well, it should be uh, $12,000. Sounds good. I, I can do $12,000. Get quote from contractor A, B, C. A comes back 19. B comes back 22. C comes back 21. And it's like, how is this? And then what happens is right away, you think the contractors are out to screw you. Yeah, yeah. You know who they don't call? Trex. Trex. (laughs) Yeah. The project calculator guys. They don't call the calculator guys because that's the number they like. Right. That's what they want. And I don't know if this is 
malicious intent or not. But I feel like because these calculators seem to always underestimate it, it's almost as if they like they don't want the sticker shock. They want this thing to progress to the next stage and they want the contractor to deal with the why. Yep. You go explain what it is, right? Yeah. These guys are like, oh, it'll cost you 12. They're like, oh, that's right where we thought. And then it turns out it's like, no, it doesn't cost 12. Like Who's the, doing this for 12? I think the materials are 12. $11,000 in materials. <laughs> you know? Like, Look at Price's so, face. He's. Are you reading this quote, this message? I'm, no, I'm... Well, there was a comment on our YouTube, but that was exactly this issue. He's like, I... I and they just commented yesterday. They said, I went on one of these project calculators on a manufacturer's website, and I was told that the job was going to... I don't know if he said what it was going to be, but it said it was going to be something. And he's like, then I went and got quotes from two different contractors, and they both came back around $30,000. It was significantly higher than what this calculator told me. Does this sound right to you? First of all, he never gave us any details to yeah. scale of the project. Yeah, it was like, no size, no nothing, not yeah. anything about what it was other than the decking. And I was like, well, I don't, I can't answer that without knowing anything about it. But what I do know is that that's, I believe you. I believe that you did use a project calculator that told you it was going to be less than what it actually was. That yeah. happens all the time. And contractors are pissed about it universally because, and some of them do think it's malicious, right? Some of them are like, yeah. manufacturers are trying to screw us out of making a, a living off doing this. Because board prices and materials prices have gone I up, wonder, and they're trying to like, they're trying to like grind the labor down so that it becomes it stays more affordable. Yeah, I wonder if when these calculators were built, if they had any input from contractors, or if they just like made their own stuff up. Okay, so yeah. hard to say. So I just went and did a calculator just live here. Okay, twelve by twelve deck. How much would my wood deck cost? Built? In materials. Like materials? Two How th- much would my $2,500 cost on a USD? 12 12 deck? Canadian. $2,500. Uh, $1,400. They say the deck materials will cost $416. Nope. Yeah. For Zero deck. chance. And a composite deck material should cost uh, $1,539 nope. without no. a substructure. Absolutely no way. And railing. Without a substructure? Yeah. Oh, so this is just the price of the boards? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, you have four hundred dollars worth of boards, sure, and fifteen hundred dollars worth of boards. Sound too bad. <laughs> if it's just, but how do you like? What are you going to put the boards yeah. on? It's one hundred forty-four. Yeah, that's actually a decent. Like that's a decent. Turns out Bryce has found a really good calculator for figuring <laughs> <laughs> figuring out the price of the boards. But this is what because that's just this? that's basically saying composite is ten bucks a square foot. Well, that's possible with an entry level composite that's three bucks a linear. Right, foot. but like, the misleading part of that is that. Somebody looks at that and thinks that's the price of the deck. That's 100%. Unless that's, that's very the price clear of the boards. just the deck boards, that is very misleading. You have no framing. You have no railing. You have no labor. You have, that's It's the worst. Yeah. Deck Protect says um, internet provincial standard cost. That that stuff is BS. Yeah. There's no standardized anything as far as that goes. Uh, Clayton McNeil says, I heard you guys are heading to Texas. True story. We leave Sunday. We'll be in the, what are they called? What's Texas call itself? Fort Worth. No, what is like the the Lone Star, the Lone, the Lone Star, Star State, yeah. the Lone Star State on Monday. We'll be there from Monday till Thursday. Um, the LED light guy, I, I think he's saying how you respond to this. I know this is probably more than you expected. This is why we charge. This is why we charge build value. Here is a list of a few companies that may be cheaper, but be sure to ask these questions so you don't run into something. I don't know what he's talking about. He didn't finish that. Sure. If you want to end that politely and be like, 
I feel like this is not my customer because you don't have the budget for me. Sure. You could refer them to some other lesser people, <laughs> lesser contractors okay. if you feel the need. I mean, it's a, it's a nice customer service exit, I guess, mm-hmm. to refer, not just leave them hanging, but be like, sounds like we're not a good match. That's completely fine. But there's a couple of companies that Here's are starting companies. out that are newer that I know do charge a little bit less. You could go with them. Um, yeah. It's not going to be exactly the same fit and finish, but Take if your you're chances. okay with that, yeah. then here you go. Thanks. Have a great day. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I guess that, that to me, that would be a last resort. Like I would try a bunch of different things because you've invested time into the customer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a gambler. Hey, gambler's fallacy. You're pot committed. Just keep playing. Well, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like $20 more dollars. Like I wouldn't change my... Well, I would if <laughs> I wouldn't change my labor price unless it was a little bit lower and I like the customers. <laughs> like there's so many things that go into this. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not just a barcode that you scan and then you like it happens. You know what I mean? It's not that set. There's so many factors that go into it. Yeah. So it's like it's extremely subjective and it mm-hmm. it's super based on what your company is and like maybe you just came off a deck that was a a 12 by 10 and your guys were super efficient and you crushed on that one and you made a little bit more, but this one's got some lights and privacy walls and you know that you want to add that stuff to your Instagram profile and you want to start like at, and you know, you just made a bunch on this one before. And so like, if you were to average the two, then you net out better. Like not that you should have to give that up, but it's like if somebody asked you to do it for just a little bit less and you know, you made one just a little bit more then Mm. yep. Can you do that? He was like, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. Or you could do that or you, yeah. or you don't have to. So Newcastle build says I had this conversation with the president of marketing at Trex and was told they came up with their calculator pricing by asking Trex pro platinums around the country, what they charge. Really? So they did a little, little bit of research. Well, the deceiving thing about that is we've talked about this before that Trex pro platinums. All that means is that you've installed a lot of Trex decking. It's true. Right? Like yeah. you might have built to be? a whole bunch of small, basic little decks, but just a lot of them with, you know, yep. they're not all charging the same, I guess is what my point is. You can Correct. have a Trex Pro that charges, that's very like on the low end of what you, you, you charge. And you have mm-hmm. a lot of Trex Pros that might be like, like Newcastle, who's a high end builder and like he charges a lot. So as long as, I guess, as long as they got a good sample size and averaged it out, but even still, so you find the average. Well, what if that customer contacts a Newcastle build or a premium builder and yeah. they've been given, an average price. Yeah. Here's what it's going to cost on average. And you're a premium guy and you deliver yep. that price. Like it's way off, way off. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, it's impossible to say what it is. So <laughs> it's tricky because it every year too, because they have to keep it updated. Right. It's a tricky thing. Cause you want to be able to give these end users an idea of what this might cost, but it's like the range is so much that it's hard to, yeah. It's hard to give somebody an accurate number I don't, when you don't know who they're calling to get the quote. I don't know that I believe that these calculators that are on the manufacturer website are a no. malicious thing. I don't believe that they're malicious. I I believe You haven't that listened to Johnny Huck's stories. He thinks yeah. he so, thinks they're malicious. I think they're just trying to like they're trying to provide <laughs> an answer to what customers are asking. Customers are like, I don't even know who to ask to start. Yeah. That well that last number that I gave you, that four ninety five for a wood deck, was with all the framing. There's no Way, there is no way. Yeah, it was with yeah, not, all the frame. Probably not anymore. It's the 2022 calculator. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, framing used to be three bucks a square foot and your decking used to be two bucks a square foot. So five bucks a square foot. Sure. You were, you would have been close to that. Still not quite, but in USD, maybe that, maybe that was the price in 2016. Yeah. But yeah, certainly it's, uh, it's definitely on the low end now. That's for sure. It's probably triple that now. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, I don't know about the calculator thing. It's a tough thing to give people. I think the intent is right. Because the other thing you don't know is who's who's getting even on the material side who from where is using that calculator because we we're up against that too because it's like oh this trex.com is giving you USD pricing on all this stuff yeah it's like well not only do you have the exchange rate to consider but you've also got the extra freight usually logistics in Canada so the huh? the decking often you know up here isn't isn't just the exchange rate difference it's usually a little bit more than the exchange rate difference mm-hmm. so you're saying the deck is Ten thousand dollars. Expect that, and it's like, well, before you've even started, it's fourteen in Canada, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, it's Canadian dollars, but on your website, it's not necessarily saying this is in U.S. dollars. Check with your local, and maybe it has that caveat, but people don't pay attention to that. They see the ten. That's <laughs> what they want. They see yeah. what they want to see. They see yeah. what they want to see. Exactly. Same as when you tell someone you're going to be there in two to three weeks. When are they there? Yeah, in yeah. two weeks. In two weeks. And it's like whoa, I don't whoa. know why would you wouldn't make your calculators just a little overpriced though. Yeah. Overpriced. It's it's tough because you like I, I also want to say give it a range. Say it's between this and this. But when oh, you give yeah. it a range, it feels even more fixed to me. Right? Yeah, yeah. When you say it's ten, people are like, oh, it's ten ish. But when you say it's between eight and ten, they're like, it'll be between eight and ten. It won't be less than eight and it won't be more than ten. Yep. <laughs> like a range feels more fixed because mm-hmm. you've built in your your uh balloon. You've built in your the range the yeah, the bookends, yep. right? Yep, it's, it's like it shouldn't be more or less than that. zero and ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, for a wood deck, <laughs> exactly. Um, Mitcon deck says we show pictures of decks we've built with price range below it to give people an idea on cost. So that works. That's good. And that's a good than, qualifier. As long as you update your costs, I guess as you go. That yeah, deck four yep. years ago cost a lot less than it does today, I guess. But yeah, that's that's a decent way to go about it. Yeah. So um, next question: How? Does a contractor deal with inflation, like inflationary pricing mm. within season and unstable commodity pricing? So it used to be that when you started a season, you could be pretty assured that the price you got from your local retailer in February was probably going to be good till All the end year. of the year. Yep. You could book your jobs. When you went and bought it, it was the same price. I'm, was, not, I'm not worried at all. It was certainly get you half the year. Yeah. It would, it would definitely get you half the year. Now, there's half a week. There's a lot of lumber yards that weren't guaranteeing their quotes for more than 14 days. Like a lot of oh, them. There's on, on commodities, there was some, some was local zero. It was two days. It was like, you, this is good till Friday. <laughs> Which is wild. How do you quote, how do you, as a contractor, how do you quote a job? Well, that's <laughs> how do you quote a job? I that's, don't know. That's I where you have you to just have put a buffer in. You have, well, you have to, you have to have it in your contract that, that this is happening in the world. There has to be an allowance in there for if between the time that I've delivered this quote and the time that you book this in and we get the materials, if there's a significant price change, it will have to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. There's no other way to do it. You can't, you can't say this deck's going to be 10 grand. You quote it in March. I'm booking into July though. And in, unless you're a guy who's got the capacity, who's like, they say yes in March and you buy the materials now to be ready for it. If you can, great. That's no problem. You probably could if you took a deposit. Right. There you go. 
But if that's not how that operates and you don't buy the materials to right before the job and the customer doesn't want to pay for the materials way before or something, then you have to have that allowance. How many guys got burned on that last year, mm-hmm. last two years? Yep. But you could. A lot. Like you should be able to do that. You should be able to deliver the quote and then say to them, if you pay for the materials now, then I'll get the material and I'll put them in my yard or I'll put them in your yard. Mm-hmm. Like I'll secure this material for you. And if you don't want to purchase that now and you don't want to put a deposit down, that's fine. But we're going to requote this right before I start. Yeah. Like right before I start, two days before I fire everybody up, yeah. we're going to run these numbers again. And it'll be what it is. It might be lower, but that's not typically what happens with pricing. No. Yeah, you have to have that in there. Plus, I also might give myself a raise. Cover your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good season. news. Lumber stayed uh, really stable from four months ago. However, I I have a trip to Disney World planned, yep. yeah. so and my price went up. And you're on the hook for 5% up. of that. <laughs> so here you are. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it just has to be dealt with in writing with your customer, and they have to understand that. There's no other way around this. Unless you've got such a massive markup on materials that you could absorb pricing jumping 50%. And even if you did have that big markup on there, you probably don't want to give up the margin you've decided you need to make on it. Right. Yeah. Like nobody can tell a contractor what his margin is supposed to be. It is for what his business is. So mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to take way less because the material went up. You need to make sure that your customer has a proper communication, has signed off on the fact that, yes, I understand that when this comes in, if if the lumber has jumped more than 6% or whatever, the, whatever clauses you want to put in there, that I will have to pay the difference, but I have the opportunity at that point to to cancel or something. Like yep. give them that out if they absolutely need to. But mm-hmm. boy, I, I would hope they wouldn't cancel. You would right? hope not to. Because then you open up a bunch of holes in your calendar. Sure. Like you think but maybe and maybe you have a cancellation fee at that point. It's sure. like this is a busy year. If you cancel, there's a whatever, a five percent fee on a cancellation. Yeah, just a flat number, right? It's like Some, one you have one day, it's like a thousand dollars to cancel. Yeah. Because you're gonna takes me a day where my guys will be down and I have to rearrange some stuff. Yeah. I so. mean, yeah. Or take that as the deposit in the beginning. You want to hold your spot. It's a thousand bucks. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Moral of the story is you can't like this. You can't bet on this anymore. You can't just like, oh, I'll absorb it if it changes a little bit. Cause it, it's too unstable. It will right change the, to, to do that. Yeah. Like we just, we just, we haven't done it yet, but we just had a price increase from Regal railing three days ago. Yeah. 12%. Yeah. That's not a little bit. No. If you have three grand of railing going on this job, 12% is a few hundred dollars, mm-hmm. 400 bucks. Like you, that's a lot. Yeah. If you quoted <laughs> a job three days ago and then yeah. came back and tried to buy it. Yep. Right. So yeah, even those, even those more modest ones like can really impact. But lumber, when we're talking lumber last year, like that shit doubled from. That was crazy. Yeah. Hopefully you have next. like a relationship with your vendors, right? Because. So, like, let's be honest, Regal's going to go up. We have some product in the building that hasn't, like, it doesn't, co- it didn't cost us that. Yeah. The replacement of that cost. So, yeah, maybe you can share it with a, the retailer or the contractor. You know what I mean? Like, there, it's possible that mm-hmm. if you have a really good relationship, if you're a contractor who's darkening the doors for the first time, I am, we're not working together. The price is what the price is. The price is. is the price. But... If you're one of the guys that's been with us since day one and you quoted the job and you come in and you tell me your story, then then I'll listen and the price is the price. But I'll at least <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like we've done that. We've we've sold some material that was 
discounted because everybody knew that it was in the yard last year. And then it was like, I know your price is this year's price, but like, can you help me? It's like, I I can help. Yeah. I'm not going to what it was, but I'm not going to do what it is either. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, How do you choose? Start again. Start again. Mm, You can get there. How do you deal with changes during the build? So Uh, you're in contract. Awful. I hate change. Middle of it. Customers like, eh, you know what? I don't really, I think we need a privacy wall over here where the railing was going to go. I thought it would be more private, but it's not. I want to change that. License to print money is how I see that. (laughs) (laughs) You'll charge whatever. No. Um, I think everybody knows the answer, whether people actually do this or not is another thing. But the answer is, the right answer to this, Shane, is you get a work order or a change order form and you price it all out and you email it to the customer and you both sign off on it and you agree that that's what it's going to cost and then you proceed with the work. Yeah. What there actually happens Correct. is you put the wall up because that's what they asked for and you're in a hurry and you're busy and you know you got to get to the next job and what they did was they just added six more hours to your job and you're like, well, shoot, now this other customer is going to be behind and I'm going to have to postpone stuff and I don't want to do that. So I'll just build it because the guys are here and I can get this done. And then you send it to the customer and you're like, that six feet of wall is $3,100. And they're like, geez, I would have never done that. I don't want to pay $3,100 <laughs> yep. for it. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, you said you wanted it. And they're like, yeah, but if I would have known it was going to be three grand, I wouldn't have done it. It's like, well, I, well, now what? Well, we got ourselves in a pickle. Right, exactly. Things built, and they're I'm like, "I'm not paying you." Yeah, I'm not paying you. That's crazy. That's an absurd amount of money for six feet. And you're like, "Well, I just did it because I had to get to the next job." So, anyways, so that's what actually happens. And you know what that guy probably also did was like, "I, I won't even bother upcharging the labor on it. I'll just like do the material difference, <laughs> and I'll just do that." And there's a favor, yeah. right? I'm already exactly. here. I'm already, I'm already here. here. I'll just, it's not going to take. I'm gonna, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll just, just do eat it. it. They'll appreciate it, and then they, then they're still not happy. They're yeah, like, mm-hmm. man, I. It was supposed to be four. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, only charging you the material Listen difference. here, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But now you're in a spot. It's like, well, that's not my fault. You didn't want to charge for it. Like you were just, you said you just do it. Cause that'll happen lots on, on little things too. Oh, do you think you could just like build me a planter on the side I kinda, of the stairs? Like, I, I kind of like on the gate there, I'd like my kids to be able to see, could you just put like a little window in the gate? Oh yeah. Like it'll, it won't take me long. I'll, I'll just do that. Yeah. Oh, great. Sounds good. Could you, do you think you just like, you can just do this a little. Oh yeah, no problem. I'll just do that. All of a sudden, you got these bunch of little things, and it costs you four more hours. And you're like, "Well, it was a bunch of little stuff." That I was like, "Oh, I'm already here." Mm-hmm. Cost you four more hours, though. Yep. Add it up. Yeah. So I don't think you have to do. I don't know. I don't think you have to do ones for. You probably don't have to do a change order for small little things. Yeah. If it's one, or two. Yeah. If it turns out that every day you come to work, there's a small change. Like adding and then maybe you have to sit down to your customer and be like, okay, so here we are. We're on day four and you've added eight different things. I'm now up to a total of whatever, $1,500 in labor on these small little things that I was just going to throw in. Mm -hmm. We got to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I realize that half of them are done, but the other half are not done and they need to be accounted for. Yeah. So, yep. Anyways. Yeah. The right answer is a, is a change order form. Soon Properly you, cost it out. Yeah, as soon as you start bringing materials in, though, you definitely have to do a change order. Yeah. I don't know. Were you good at doing those? Nope. I was <laughs> awful. I never did them. No, no, I was not. I sucked at it. And then, anyways, that's how I know what the pickle situation is because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I lived it. Yeah, exactly. 
I'm um, better. I'm better now. Like here, yeah. When people are like, "We got to do this," it's like no problem, because you're in your office more, and so having a proper estimator helps with that. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you're able to actually have somebody sit down and do that. And so if you're out building on the job and you have an estimator that works two days a week or three days a week, you can say to your customer, "Oh, my estimator is in in two days from now. I'll get you a price on that." Mm-hmm. Well, you're here. Just do it now. Nope. Yeah, nobody wants Sorry. to stop, right? Because some of these changes they might ask for might not require you to stop what you're doing. But if you had to price it out and deliver it and then wait for feedback, whatever, that's that's a hard stop, right? That's there. a not, hard stop. That could be days, yeah. right? But it's like, if it's like a framing change and you're at the framing stage and it's like, actually, could we just bump this out a little bit more and you have the lumber on, like a little bit extra lumber on site and you could probably make it happen. It's it's so tempting to just be like, guys, we're going to bump this out over here a little bit and, and but do But it this. changes your... Like it potentially changes your railing. It changes your board count. It changes your picture frame. It changes the cutoffs that you were going to use for that to do your stairs. Changes everything. If the deck was 16 feet out and you were doing four foot stairs, you were going to use those cutoffs on your stairs. And if you bump it out to 17, now you got a new board to add. Right. And you did have uh, eight foot rail panels and a one line post and that was going to work, but now it's 17 feet. So now you got to use three six foot panels and an extra line post. And you just drove up $180 in extra railing right there too. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was like, at the time, it was like, that's just an extra foot. To everybody, it was just an extra foot. And it's not that bad. And oh, oh now it's just an extra foot. Now it's bad. Yeah. USMC says, do you add extra when you know they will be a difficult customer? Extra on the front end, he means. So you're doing your quote, and you're like, this guy's going to be a pain in my ass. <laughs> I'd be tempted to not do the job at all at that point. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't think it's worth it to even do it. Yeah. What do they call that? Uh, a... Uh, there's a word for that where you're like, I'm just going to give them a super high quote so that like they don't do the job, but PFO. if I get it, then at least <laughs> I'm making a ton of money on it. No, it's not a mercy quote. It's like a, oh, what do you call it? I don't know. I don't want to take any more. It's like, yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anyways, there. I have bid jobs <laughs> that I knew were going to be complicated and the customers were going to be complicated and I, I bid accordingly. Hoping to lose the job. Yeah. And was just like, I'm just going to make this so high that if I get it, I can tolerate it. It turns out you can't. Yeah. It turns I out was you just can't tolerate you don't, it. The problem doesn't go away. No. I don't think no. making a little bit more money on that job makes it any less awful to be on. Like it's you're awful. still going to hate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know that they're going to be an absolute headache, making an extra couple bucks is not going to solve that problem for you. You're still going to be stressed out. You're still going to hate your life. And you know what? They're still not going to pay at the end anyway. No, they're yeah, still yeah. going to You're going yeah. to put that big buffer in just so you can get your original amount. Does plus it the headache. feel better if they owe you 8000 instead of 6000 at the end and they won't pay it either way? Yeah. It's like, exactly. probably feel exactly. shittier when it's 8000 I feel like they're going to feel like they owe you, own you more because now they know it's a premium price because yeah. you were probably the highest guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, tough, tough call. I that. would build, I'd yeah, I'd build some in to like, to lose it. That's what I used to do. Now, now it's just like the price is a price. Yeah. How, final question. And this is for contractors that are trying to work their way up. How do you charge what you're worth? There's always, there's always contractors. They're usually younger ones <laughs> or they've never tried to, to, to shift their market, their working towards, but they want to do these bigger jobs. They mm-hmm. want to be able to charge more, yep. but they mm-hmm. can't because everybody in their market, nobody would ever pay that. My competitors are all too low and so on and so forth. What, how do you get to the point of being able to charge what you're actually worth? You, you start, land, you land one. You start way higher. No, you land one. <laughs> That's it. Like you put your, 
you finally deliver a quote that's high and you lose it. And then you deliver a quote that's high and you lose it. And then you deliver a quote that's high and you land it. And you're like, there. Now you have the confidence. But not until somebody actually bites on it. You have to put the price up first. You have to be the one that, that risks it. You have to be ready to lose a job. And then once you, like, once somebody purchases that high price, then you have the confidence to keep going. Right. But it, but it requires you just deciding you're going to. And knowing, right. being prepared, and knowing you're going to lose one. Yeah. Or two or 10. I think you also, you know, you need to dress for the job you want because, um, you like you're comparing your you're comparing what exactly you're comparing what one guy charges versus the next guy well we've already talked about how not all deck builders are the same so you're sitting there and be like i can't get more than 15 bucks a square foot in my market there's no way i could do that and it's like how are you getting 40 bucks a square foot well for one like market activity might have something to do with it but also maybe you're a guy who's driving around in a half ton with a magnet on the side of your door Mm-hmm. And the guy who's getting 40, maybe he's like, maybe he's got like a showroom and he's got full staff and they're like, they do a hundred projects a year and they're all six figure and up and whatever else. Like they're going to attract those high end customers mm. and yes. you've got to, you've got to put on that show before you can get the high end customers aren't going to come find a low budget builder. Nope. The more you continue to charge what you think you can only charge, the less chance you're going to have of very attracting what you want. Right? Yeah. yeah, but of course you can't just have a showroom and four employees that work on quotes and have a big pimp and truck like that. It doesn't start like that. Yeah. But it you starts with dress nicer, Yeah, yep. show up on time. You have to provide more value than the guys you're claiming you can't beat right now. But yeah. Well, they be- only charge 15. Well, what can you do better to charge 20 and right. then 25 and then 30 yep. and then whatever? It's probably not an overnight thing for you to be like, today I charge 15 and tomorrow I'm charging 40. You might have to creep it up and be mm-hmm. like, well, how are you better than these other guys? Well, I'm better because of this. And find out what your what your benefits are mm-hmm. of working with you, what so value you're providing. The podcast we just did a couple of weeks ago was with David. And he talked about, from LS Underground, he talked about how winning those NADRA awards, was a, that was a goal of his so that he could use those awards to then charge more. Right. He right. was like... I have to lose a little bit or I have to work a little bit harder now. Mm-hmm. And then once I establish that I am a, like a kind of like a world right. famous or at world least a class U S famous, at least a podcast yeah. famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, he's a, yeah. he's a, an award winning deck builder. Mm-hmm. And, until, and until you can be award winning, you don't provide more value than the other guy. Right. So and that alone that gives you more there it value. Is. Now you have charge quote. And it's like, well, why are you yeah. more? Well, let me show you all of my awards. Right. Yeah, you might have to, like he mentioned on there, he's still eating it on a lot of jobs. He's like, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm not making great money in these because I just want to get it done so I can win the award. But as long as you have a, like you can't do your business like that forever, but as long as you have a, mm-hmm. a goal or a, a strategy behind that where it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get a few jobs out there to get them in my portfolio, to get the award, to put on the wall, to talk about, to like all this, to build that brand first. And yep. then I can write, then the next time somebody wants this, they've come to me wanting that because they see my ability and they're probably more the customer that I need. Right. Or that you're willing want. to pay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm sure that we've all done it. Like I absolutely, when I was still building, the there's some fancy shit we did too that was like, I didn't make money on that fancy shit, but it was pretty cool. 
and it won an award here or there, and it was like allowed you to market yourself a bit more, and it opened people's eyes, and was like, wow, nobody else can do that that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did and you, you eat on one job, and you can make it up for the rest of your career, <laughs> potentially. Yeah, you had a customer that came to you and was just like, "You're building my deck," and it was like, "Well, you didn't get a quote from anybody else." It was like, "Nope, oh, just yeah. you. Yeah, you're the only one." And so, be fair, but you're the person <laughs> yeah. that's going to build it for me. Yeah, and it was like, okay, well, there you are. And I certainly found like that to your point, once you get one big one, once you get one big one, they, they seem to find you then if you do a good job on that one. Yeah. Cause those people, those people have friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, that's right. That starts to get out there. Yep. And especially in smaller markets where there's not a bunch of high end guys where it's like a whole bunch of guys that can build decks. If one just kind of rises above a little bit, all of a sudden that's the guy that yeah. all the rich people look for. <laughs> and that's, yes. if that's what you want to do is the big high end jobs. And you just got to get that first one. Yep. Knock it out of the park. You got to knock it out of the park. Yeah. I think that's some, one of the most important things. And then the second thing is you have to be, um, like you have to be prepared to raise your price on the second one or the third one or whatever you deem to be as many projects as you need to get under your belt. Because so many people get trapped in the idea that, well, I charge this for that. Nobody's going to pay me 50,000. Like you get like yeah. down on your price, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's just a ton of fear behind it too. It's because fear, yeah. Because everybody starts out wanting to get every job that they can because it's a scary thing to go in, into business for yourself. Even if you were in business before and you've decided to specialize in decks, there's always this fear. It's like, is there enough work? I have to win every job. Mm-hmm. And you feel like the only way you can do that is by winning on price all the time. And that might be true sometimes in your market. If you're the green guy, you might have to win on price for a little bit until you've built your portfolio and you've got a brand and people recognize that mm-hmm. and you have your reviews and stuff that you can share and you have some people that you can refer people to talk to you. Really, like, yeah, here's my other clients. Go talk to them. They have great things to say. Yep. Yeah. Until you've got that, you might have to provide value by providing a better price. But um, there's then there's people that can never break that mindset, mm-hmm. right? They're just like, that's what my market is. Yeah, you, you're the one setting that. You though. did that. <laughs> I guess the other thing is you could start by offering what you think you're worth and just see how many jobs you lose or win. Yeah. Start there. Yeah. Right? That's scary. It's super scary because you, you, you're going to be dead in the water for a the while. the first 30 jobs you quote, you're like, oh shit, got to put food on the table. Yep. Suddenly your uh, mindset changes quite a bit. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary, but you also like anybody who's done it always has great things to say. Mm-hmm. After, I just decided. After. After, yeah. <laughs> because it was never, it, it never, the, the fear was more scary than the reality of it. It's like when yeah. the same thing when people are like, I'm going to start charging for estimates. Everybody's so scared to start charging for estimates till they do it. Yeah. Find out that like, I've got so much more time because I'm not dealing with tire kickers anymore. My yeah. business is more profitable. I'm happier. Spend more time my with my family. happier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything about this is fantastic, but it's just a scary leap to make. It's no different than being like, I'm going to start choosing to work with high-end clients. I'm going to charge more. Okay. Well, your old days of winning 50% of your jobs is going away and it's not supposed to be like that. It's okay that you're only going to win 10% now. Yep. You don't have time to do 50% of the quotes. You Mm -hmm. can't anymore Yep. because the one you win is going to be two and a half months long. Yep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like TC deck says, I felt more clout when I got my trailer wrapped weird, but true. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that is weird. I think that's, I think that does give you more clout. You show up, you look like this is a professional operation that builds decks seriously, not Mm -hmm. just like rolls in with a buddy and a case of beer in the weekend. Like this is your profession. That 
gives you more trust, which means you can charge more. Yeah. That's part of it. It's part of the equation. Yeah. That's that unwritten, like the, the undocumented psychology of the whole thing, right? Yeah. As you show up at the house for a quote and you come with a truck and trailer that are wrapped and you look good. And then the next guy comes in and it's like a rusted out truck and all the tools are hanging out of the box and he came right from the job site. You better be 10,000 higher. Yeah, exactly. They I mean, actually, w- they probably wouldn't want your quote to be the same. Yeah. But think about it no. from something that you're not familiar with, like getting your furnace fixed or something. If I had to call an HVAC company to fix my furnace and I was like, I called a couple and I got them to come out. The guy that rolls up in a, in a van that's all deckled out and it's a company I know, I'm good with him being in my house fixing my furnace. <laughs> but if I've called and I'm expecting that and what actually rolls up is a dude in a Civic and a Home Depot bucket full of tools that he walks in with and no branding or anything, I'm like, the f- <laughs> like he's, he's a Home Depot a authorized professional. He might be great. <laughs> he might be great, but he Maybe sure doesn't give me confidence because yeah. his image yeah. doesn't say that... We're a company that specializes in this. Yeah. He might be the best furnace fixer in the whole planet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he ain't walking in my door. He's yeah. the furnace fixing <laughs> savant. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's it. That's all the questions about price. We answered none of them. We just talked about them. It was good. Good. <laughs> so. Good. It's tricky. It's Price is a tricky thing. That's why people don't like to talk about it. Not us, though. We like to talk about price. Right. Price um, doesn't scare us. Well, Sometimes it does. Sure it does. Uh, USMC says, you always feel more confident when you look the part and dress the part and present yourself as a professional. Do you, so wait, there's that too. Wait, do you golf a lot? No. Say, so do I you? I used to. Is you that used a question to. or a statement? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you used to. Yeah. Do, did you, do you have specific clothes for golfing? Certainly I do. Okay. Does yeah. it make you feel like you're a better golfer even though you're not? No, sometimes I wear those <laughs> clothes. Sometimes I wear them because you have to. Right. Yeah, most <laughs> right. of the time actually. It's you they have to. Because you uh, have to. No, for sure there, I absolutely have some shirts that when I put them on, I feel like I will play better. You're like Tiger. Which I never happens. <laughs> but but I know what you mean. Like right. it, You dress apart. Absolutely. Right. Yep. Yeah, I dress differently if I'm about to play in a tournament mm. than if I'm going to go like just play golf with buddies. Yep. There you go. That's the answer. Um, next week, we are going to be doing the podcast from uh, Mount, Texas. Mount, Mount Pleasant, Texas. Pleasant. So I'm not sure what the schedule is for releasing. We're recording, recording a bunch of episodes down there. We'll see if we can do any of them live. I don't know what the Wi-Fi we should is going to be like oh, yeah. out there. I was like, we should try to do one live. Try and do one. So we have some uh, some sponsored episodes we're going to do with some of the great manufacturers that are down there, and we're going to try to line up some in-person interview-style ones with some of the contractors that are there as well because those are always great episodes, and anytime you can do them in person, it's, like, way better. Way yeah. better. I think that there... Do we want to say who we're talking to? I You can. You know better than I do. Yeah, we're going to try to talk to... Well, don't say who we're trying to. What are the ones that are <laughs> doing for sure? I don't want to, like... Set expectations we don't meet. So we have a sponsored one with decorators. We yep. have a sponsored one with Fortress. Yep. Sponsored one with Newcastle. Nope. We don't have a Camel. sponsored. Oh, the podcast, we don't. Well, we'll end up talking to him, though. Just a little. Like, Jason will be there at some point. And then Camel and is Camel. also done. But some of the people that are down there, like Jason Varney is there. Um, Blake from California Deck Pros is there. 
Nick Lahr from Decorators are there. And so those are some of the people that we're going to try to talk to. Scott, the old godfather himself. Um, yeah, we're, some of this is going to be a little bit fly by night, see how much time we have and what's going on. But we're going to try to get yeah. some some people on the mic. I'm thinking that sure. the Decorators one is going to have the guys in there, right? Like that's when Varney and Blake will be right on it. So, Yep. Anyways, that's what we're trying. So great stuff. Thanks for tuning in this week. We'll see you live from Texas next week. Hit it, Bryce. Let's get out of here. Hey, thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.